This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 147, our last show of the year. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Yep, it's our last show of the year. One last hurrah of the five eyes before 2022 hits. But before we count down to midnight, before we make all our New Year's resolutions, before we recognize the one-year anniversary of a violent attempt to take over our capital, before you get that booster if you haven't already, before you get COVID if you haven't already, before all that, it's still, for one last time in 2021, it's still a time to stay vigilant. Well, hello, Ryder. Hello, River. This is your old friend, Santa Claus. Oh, it's just a few hours before I begin my trip. I wanted so badly to write a letter to thank you for being such a good boys for your mom and dad, but Santa just ran out of time. So many toys to be tested, so many cookies to be tasted. So I want to tell you we're both at the very tippy top of Santa's nice list. I just know it's going to be a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes, it was a Merry Christmas. And as you may have heard in our last episode, at least in my house, it was also a COVID Christmas. But despite that, we're adapting, improvising, and overcoming, and working to make it a very happy new year. If you don't recognize that Santa voice, it's our old friend, WWE wrestling legend, Mick Foley. If you never heard my conversation with him, go back and check out episode 80 from October of 2020. But Rockin' Reindeer. Santa sent my boys that video on Christmas Eve. Thank you to our good friend Mick Foley for putting a good word in with the big guy for our boys. And for all you do, Mick, especially for so many kids, you made many Christmases brighter, and you embody what this holiday season is really all about. And check out the video on my social media if you haven't seen it, but he is the best Santa. And when I say look for the helpers, I mean people like Mick Foley. So belated Merry Christmas. For our family, isolating in the mountains was definitely a bit easier than in most other places. And we made the most of our COVID Christmas. And now my wife, after 10 days, has finally tested negative. And me and the boys have amazingly avoided testing positive so far. And we're thankful. This has been a rough year for most of the world. And for me and my family, a pretty bumpy Christmas time. Soon after recording last week's episode, and soon after wrestling with all that is a COVID Christmas, we had one last Christmas time surprise. Santa wasn't the only one on the roads on Christmas Eve. I had to jump in my car and do 90 miles an hour and take my two-year-old to the emergency room 
after he ate a toy car, which for a two-year-old can be pretty dangerous. It was harrowing and it involved a lot of puke and a high blood pressure reading on my part, but thankfully the little guy is completely fine now. So the ER on Christmas Eve was where I was with my son. The ER on Christmas Eve is actually a place I've been before. And I'm lucky to know that it could always be worse. And I'm grateful for what I've got, especially the perspective that I've got. And I think it's something we all got this year. Perspective is an invaluable gift that I'm forever grateful for. And it's what I wish for my children above all else, except maybe love. So on Christmas Eve, when I got back from the ER and I changed my shirt covered in puke, and I wrapped a few presents, and I watched my kids sleep. I poured one out for Command Sergeant Major Eric Cook, just like I do on every Christmas Eve. Because it was Christmas Eve 2003 in Baghdad when a roadside bomb killed Command Sergeant Major Eric Cook, our beloved Sergeant Major. We spent that Christmas Eve mourning, reflecting, fighting, and eventually, together, in one room, reflecting, and drinking, and thinking, and celebrating life, and remembering our friend. So every Christmas Eve, I pour one out for Command Sergeant Major Eric Cook, and for all those I served with, for all those that we've lost, and for all those we've left behind. And for all of them, I try hard to enjoy and appreciate every day, especially this time of year. It's good to be alive, and sometimes it's just good luck. So this time of year especially, I hope we can look out for each other, spread the love, and look for the helpers. They come in all forms, and Santa was very good to many of them. And many of you who've been with me and the whole Righteous Media team all year long and ever since we started this show, I want to thank you for all your gifts. I want to thank you for all your support. And most of all, I want to thank you for the gift of your time. You spent a lot of time with us this year, and I hope it's been valuable to you. I also, of course, want to thank our Patreon members who help us keep this train running. And I want to welcome new folks like Matt Greising, our newest patron, who wrote, I would like to dedicate my membership to the helpless metaphors that Paul beats mercilessly to a pulp every week. Thank you for being a voice of reason. I think that means he likes the show. But anyway, thank you, Matt, for being a supporter. And thanks to all of you who send emails who post comments, who sent tweets, like Kimmer out in Iowa. She wrote to me to say, I had my six-year-old daughter listen to the story about your six-year-old at the beginning of the pod. She got her second dose yesterday. And she cried before, during, and after. And she gave me a big hug, got all bashful, and said, thanks for letting me hear that. Well, thank you for sharing that, Kimmer. Thank you to your daughter. Thank you to all of you out there who are on the front lines of so many different fights, who are changing this country, who are making it better, and are keeping the flame lit. And thanks to our guests all year long. It's been an incredible lineup. And, of course, to my family and to the Righteous Media team. Creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, precise Paula Hernandez. But before we wrap up the year, in the midst of all the mess, there were some nice and important Christmas surprises that came out of Washington, related to a few issues we've covered this year on this show. This week, President Biden signed into law 
the National Defense Authorization Act, the big defense bill. This is the big defense bill that goes through every year. And he signed it into law, all $770 billion of it. But tucked inside are some important provisions, wins, and changes that will impact our country and impact our future. It included the creation of a nonpartisan four-year commission to study and report all aspects of the U.S.'s 20-year war in Afghanistan. We went deep on Afghanistan this year. Matt Zeller, Jane Horton, and so many others brought us inside what it was like in Afghanistan. And don't forget that right now in Afghanistan, people still need your help, and we're going to keep covering it. But now, finally, there will be a commission to get to the bottom of how we screwed up and try to prevent that from happening again. Also included were some pretty significant military justice reform components that are going to finally empower independent military prosecutors to determine whether those accused of sexual assault, rape, murder, domestic violence, and seven other serious offenses will be prosecuted. This is a big deal, and it's been a long time coming. And finally, the defense bill included the creation of a global war on terror memorial on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Finally, this is done. Advocacy is not a big bang. It's a drumbeat. And that drumbeat started long ago. I remember the day over a decade ago when my friend and colleague and Marine Todd Bowers walked into our office at IAVA to explain the vision, the history, the urgency, the importance, the plan to build a memorial. Todd knew how long it could take. But we knew we could do it. We knew we had to do it. Victory has a thousand fathers, especially in Washington this time of year. But always a few founding fathers and or mothers. And Todd Bowers was one of them. The legendary Jan Scruggs was also key. And leaders from all sides, like Representative Gallagher, Representative Crow, and people you heard on this show, like Jane Horton and Milo Ventimiglia, brought it home along with countless others whose names we'll never know. Memorials are important because they're teaching tools. I never wrapped my head around it until I had my own kids and tried to explain 9-11. I don't know how I'll ever explain Iraq and all of it to my boys, but this memorial might help. It'll help us all learn, reflect, remember our friends, find our buddies and ourselves, and think harder as a nation next time we consider sending a generation to war. So that's happening. Consider it a belated Christmas present. Mental health and a few other priorities didn't pass. Most notably, there was a component on burn pits and toxin exposures that didn't make it in. The price tag was $250 billion, according to the Congressional Budget Office. So it's likely to move a bit slower. Because politicians like to start wars, but they don't like to pay for the human damage that they cause. Congress forgot a lot, but you didn't, and we didn't. Santa didn't forget us this year, and he didn't forget my kids. They got most of what they wanted. They got a giant El Toro Loco Monster Jam remote control car. They got a mini quad. They got a Wow in the World book, a harmonica. Dad got a lot of things to put together and an overwhelming need for AA and AAA batteries. But there were lots of gifts for good little boys and girls all across this country. And that includes you. We've got one final gift for you to end 2021. Over the years of hosting independent Americans and angry Americans, I've had the extremely rare opportunity 
to ask a lot of the world's smartest people a lot of really important questions. And maybe no question has been more important than what is their best advice. So as we look back on a wild 2021 and look forward toward a wilder, also uncertain 2022, we thought this would be a good time to put it all together. A huge shout out to Chris Rosenthal, who produces this show with me and came up with the idea. It's a rare glimpse into some of the brightest minds in entertainment, politics, and national security. And so we've got an amazing group together to share their inspiration and help you power into 2022. You'll hear from Bradley Whitford, Harry Smith, Kristen Rowe Finkbeiner, Martha Raddatz, Montel Williams, Rex Chapman, Governor Christy Todd Whitman, Secretary Chuck Hagel, Ken Feinberg, Paul Begala, Admiral Mike Mullen, Milo Ventimiglia, and Jeremy Butler. And if you want to go deeper, you can check out the full episodes anywhere you got this pod, on social media, or at independentamericans.us. You can also take a quick listener survey and get a shot at a free t-shirt. But it's one last gift of the five eyes to take you through 2021 and into 2022. We'll be back next month with new shows. And as always, Independent Americans will continue to be your trusted place for independent news, politics, inspiration, and hope. Until then, we made it, folks. It was rough, but we're alive. And sometimes that alone is worth celebrating. Welcome to the end of 2021. Welcome to the start of 2022. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode 147. Stay vigilant, America, and Happy New Year. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Bradley Whitford. It always makes me laugh. Like if you do uh, the Bill Maher show, they're always back there like pushing liquor on you. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Only only liquor when you went? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's after. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Yeah, That's after the show. Uh, But um, like here's a piece of career advice. Don't uh, drink a bunch of booze and uh, get on TV and talk about politics. Probably not a great idea. (laughs) Hasn't stopped a lot of others. No. Right? Harry Smith. One of the things that I tell young people who I come in contact with, who either, you know, come in looking for advice or people I work with at at NBC, is you can't do enough homework. There's no such thing as enough homework. You just, you need to, you, if, if you are, if you are an, an actually curious person that is like hungry for information, not curious. Like I'm kind of a, I'm a bit curious. Um, that's a huge advantage because the more you learn, the better off you are. And especially for these in our world, because so often we get a t- 
tiny amount of time to tell a story. But if you understand as much about it as humanly possible, it's going to help you tell that story better. Kristen Rowe Finkbeiner. My grandma is so funny. She gives me so many secrets to life, all of which are useful right now. One of them is always look for the positive and you will be able to find it. The negative is out there, but look for the positive and bring energy that way. But her other favorite piece of advice that I love and I try to take to heart is always try to leave every place you go a little bit better than you found it. And that means you wipe the sink when you're in the public restrooms and you wipe out bad public policy when you're looking at our government. <laughs> Martha Raddatz. What, what are your lessons learned or advice for people who are going through that struggle now? I, I, I guess I'm going to go to my answer about knowing you have gifts. I, I still, I, I don't think of myself, honestly, as, as anything particularly special. I think I've worked hard. And when I think back of younger me, I don't think I really had any great goals. I just wanted to work and learn. And the people I admire most are those who get up every day and want to learn something and want to contribute. And right now, I think it's super hard to feel like you're contributing or you have purpose. I, I think that's one of the hardest things. I think it's one of the hardest things for veterans. Montel Williams. You know, I, I realized myself in the last, you know, really the last 30 days that I, no matter what, man, I try my best to always be a person who sees the world half full, the glass half full. I'll never see it half empty, ever. It's mm -hmm. always half full. Even when I want to try to get myself into a depression, it's half full. I can't do it any other way. And I do that, and I believe that because I've also believed something since I was a small child. I alone own the definition of who I am. Mm. No one else can define me but me. I have the capability, you know, if I believed all the bull crap that people have said about me being a kid born in the ghetto, I should be dead or in jail. If I believe all the crap that people said about me of, of African-American male who supposedly does the worst with MS than anybody else, then I should be dead. Mm. If I believed all the crap that everybody else had to say about me, I wouldn't be me. Rex Chapman. There were a couple nights I slept in my car after being a lottery pick and making millions of dollars and all that. Um, where I, I didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. And the best thing that I could say is just find somebody. If you're struggling, find somebody, somebody, whoever that is, who will listen to you, who will just hear you cry, you know, who, who won't judge you for, for feeling how, however you feel, talk to somebody a, a lot of times. And through this COVID relief stuff we've been doing, that's kind of been the focus knowing that, man, there are people at their breaking points. And sometimes if you can just get a hot meal or a, 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 a friendly smile or something, it, it can get you from that tough place during the night to seeing the sun come up in the morning. And then it's a whole new day. You just got to keep trying to do the next right thing. Governor Christie Todd Whitman. Just keep caring. This is an incredible country. And I have ultimate faith in the American people. I mean, we really have been through some tough times before. We're not in a shooting war yet as we were in the Civil War. I worry that there are going to be pockets of that. and This president is encouraging, but that's not who we are. And I think really that what we need to do is take strength in one another and continue to say this is the kind of country we want. Continue to talk about what's important in our ideals and how what's in the Declaration of Independence and the preamble to the Constitution means something to us. 
and is important to us. Those are values about which we care. Secretary Chuck Hagel. Think about yourself, and not, not in terms of can I be Secretary of Defense, can I be a movie star, whatever you want to be. Uh, think about yourself in the sense of do the best you can. This is a Teddy Roosevelt quote. Do the best you can with what you've got where you are. And if you do that and you focus on, on things that you're interested in, that you, that you really want to do for the right reasons, um, there's no limit to what you can do, where, where you will go. Maybe Secretary of Defense, maybe a Senator or whatever. But I never thought in terms like that, that I want to be a Secretary of Defense or Senator. I just, uh, I can do better. I know I can do better. And if I just keep doing better, um, I'll wind up in a pretty good spot someday. Ken Feinberg. Not being heard. President Kennedy said, every individual can make a difference. And when you ask me as something as basic as, what's the message that I present to the American people around the country? I don't care, red state, blue state, rural, urban, whatever. Be active. Have your voice be heard in, in countless ways in your own local community. Not just with your elected representatives, but, but don't sit on the couch and lament your plight. Every individual can make a difference. I've learned that. I've seen it. Paul Begala. You know, my hero, President Clinton, he's, he used to say this. He you know, his father died before he was born. His mother went to study nursing so she could support the family and left him with his grandfather in Hope, Hope, Arkansas, where he had a little general store. It's the only person in a segregated town who would serve black people, and white people equally was Bill Clinton's grandpa. And Clinton used to say, my grandfather never finished high school, probably never went. He said, my grandfather taught me to look up to the people other people look down on. You know, that's what the Democratic Party needs. It's the Republicans need, but I'm not a Republican. Too many Democrats want to look down. You talked about those white men. OK, we want to be too many Democrats are, are more comfortable in the faculty lounge than the factory floor. Admiral Mike Mullen. Come home and 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 the structure that's there, the camaraderie that's there, the things that that we loved, whether we thought we loved them or not. And all of a sudden they're gone and you're by yourself and you and you don't have any support and you can't have any conversations with anybody that really understands what you went through. I mean, that piece of it. So I, I have encouraged for years individuals who are struggling like this, but others who who know that others will struggle uh, or that they're in touch with each other often enough to pick them up, to remind them who they are, that they have a future, you know, that they did good things, that that we need you for the few, those kinds of things. So reaching out to them, uh, I think, and to each other uh, with that common bond and camaraderie to remember uh, it by, I think is really key. Milo Ventimiglia. He tells people, Milo hears no more than anybody else that I know. And as an actor, sure, it's like people tell you, no, you're not right. No, you're not. Um, you know, your hair's not blonde. You're not tall enough. Uh, you're too old. You're too young. You're, you're too tall. You're too, this It's like, they're all, there's going to be a million reasons of no, but it's like, you also, you can't let that in fact, in, in, infect your own self-worth. 
mm. or your own desire to do something to contribute, you know? So I think those are things that maybe people should, should always consider. It's like, Hey, you have the strength. We all have the strength within us. It just takes a little determination. It takes a little knowledge. It takes a little, well, not a little, a lot of effort, but also don't be afraid of the effort. The effort is wonderful. Jeremy Butler. I grew up in a mixed race family, but grew up in a predominantly white area. And so I very rarely talked about race because I'm like, no one else is going to get it. I'm the only one here. I'm out on the island. But that's not the case. There were certainly people around. There was plenty of people to talk to. Uh, and I wish on that issue and many others, I wish I had felt comfortable talking about it sooner and earlier. Um, because I think that that is just helpful uh, regardless of what you're talking about. And so that's what I always say to others is that no matter how um, unique you're feeling, uh, the reality is there's probably a lot of people around you who are going through something that's at least similar and is going to be a good person to talk to about it. And that's going to help. Power, Power by Righteous Media.